0: Chapter Twenty-Two, of Ned Franks or the Christian's Panoply. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Briars and Thorns. Out on you, you great big blustering bully, you cruel cowardly cub. I wonder, I do, how you dare to look a mother in the face such was the sudden torrent of abuse which greeted ned franks as he came again in front of john sand's cottage the speaker was a woman rather low in stature but stout in person she would have been handsome had not the long nose shown too much disposition to meet the projecting chin and the strongly marked black eyebrows to join each other especially when knitted together as at that moment in an angry frown above a pair of flashing dark eyes. Mrs. Sands stood behind her little garden-gate, her cheeks flushed with passion, her fists clenched, and her voice raised to a shrill pitch of fury. "'What's in the wind now, mistress?' asked Ned Franks, somewhat taken aback by the sudden storm of anger which he so unexpectedly had encountered. "'It's you who ask me, is it?' half shrieked out the furious woman. YOU, WHO HAD THE HEART TO BEAT A POOR CHILD WITHIN AN INCH OF HIS LIFE! HOLD HARD! INTERRUPTED THE SAILOR. IF YOU ARE TALKING OF YOUR SON JACK, I merely GAVE HIM A BOX ON THE EAR FOR WANTONLY KILLING A POOR HARMLESS SQUIRREL. YOU DON'T MEAN TO SAY THAT YOU DID NOT KNOCK HIM DOWN, AND CUFF HIM, AND KICK HIM, AND INJURE HIM SO THAT I DOUBT THAT MY POOR LAMB WILL EVER HOLD UP HIS HEAD AGAIN? I DID NOT! EXCLAIMED THE indignant SAILOR. I would not kick a mortal enemy if he were down on the ground before me, much less a boy like your son. I gave him but one cuff, which did not make him fall. It would hardly have harmed a four-years-old child. I am sorry that I struck him in a passion, but— Oh, don't you be a-going to add falsehood to brutal cruelty, exclaimed Mrs. Sands, her fury mounting to still higher pitch. Falsehood, cried Ned, starting at the insult. He made one long angry stride towards the gate, then stopped short. Was it for him to enter into a war of words with a woman, to bandy insults, to let passion master his soul? Putting a strong curb on his naturally hasty temper, Ned, looking steadily into the face of his accuser, said, "'I forgive you. You are a mother,' turned and pursued his own way followed to the door of his sister's dwelling by shrill sounds of abuse and upbraiding. Forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, Ned murmured to himself to strengthen himself by words of Scripture against the anger swelling in his soul. Ned Franks found his sister, sitting on one chair, with her feet up on another. She was crying and wringing her hands. "'I fear you are in worse pain,' said the sailor pain repeated the woman swaying herself backwards and forwards i never felt anything like it and then to think as if i had not enough to worry and torment me when i could no more stand than i could fly in come mrs lane's housemaid all in a hurry for the clothes my lady's off to london this afternoon says she we must have the things ironed directly "'You may iron them yourself, then,' says I, in a bit of a temper, for she showed no more heart than that kettle, and I'd such a twinge in my foot at that moment. "'Oh, no need of that,' cries she, with a toss of her head. "'Mrs. Sands, who lives hard by, she'll make no difficulties about it. And would you believe it, the creature gathered up every stitch of the things I had washed, and carried them off to that woman. "'I do believe,' added Bessie, with the increased bitterness, that Nancy will have the custom of the lanes, as well as of the guests at the hall. I'll be left to starve on a crust, or maybe come to the parish at last, while she feasts on the fat of the land. The thought of her rival's triumph seemed to give Bessie more pain than the swollen foot. Nay, Bessie, said Ned Franks, hopefully, you will do well enough if once you can get that poor foot right. Let me go back to the town and ask the doctor to see it. "'Not to-day, no, not to-day,' replied Mrs. Peel. "'If it is not better to-morrow, but we'll try what a good night's rest will do. "'All that you can do for me now is to get things ready for dinner. "'Dan's taken his out to the field and says that he won't be back till sunset. "'He does not care to help his poor mother.' "'Ned Franks instantly set about doing what he could for his sister.' But as Bessie moodily watched his movements from her chair, she soon perceived the loss of his wooden help. "'Why, I say, what's become of your new arm?' "'Broken. I had a misfortune,' said Ned. "'Well, you're a clumsy fellow, you are,' exclaimed Bessie, annoyed at her brother for being a less efficient help than usual, instead of feeling for him in what was indeed a misfortune ned took no notice of the taunt but did his best to make as he had said one hand do the work of two bessie grumbled all dinner-time now at mrs lane's maid now at nancy sands now at her son now at her brother and drew dismal pictures of what would befall the family if she did not soon recover the use of her foot with an effort ned refrained not only from words but from looks of impatience heard complaints, and bore fretful taunts, without showing a sign of temper. "'It is discipline,' thought he. "'I must learn to bear it with patience.' Ned was glad, however, as soon as the meal was concluded, to go off to his afternoon's occupation of trying to patch up the roof of his loft. It was a relief to be beyond earshot of Bessie Peel. "'If this complaining and finding fault is to go on day after day,' thought he, I fear that my temper will not long stand it. The tedious trial is the greatest test, sharp and short, is more readily borne." When Ned entered his comfortless berth, sadly he missed his little bushy, the playful solace of his lonely hours. The loss of his wooden arm, too, was now an especial inconvenience. The sailor, as he worked, missed its help at every turn. I must ask for a patient spirit and an even temper," said Ned to himself, as he felt the danger of a return of that depression which seemed to him almost a sin. I must take warning from what has befallen poor Bessie, for I can trace a kind of likeness between her trouble and that infirmity of my own which makes me so easily worried by trifles. I must not walk unshod. I must not neglect the preparation of the gospel of peace. If I have that spirit which becomes a Christian, I shall not start and wince at each sharp pebble that lies in my path, and the remembrance of a wrong will not lie festering and rankling in me, unfitting me for work, destroying my comfort, my usefulness, and my peace, like the needle, or whatever it be, that is causing such pain to my sister." Ned Franks had one more bitter drop in his cup before the day came to a close dan his nephew returned home at dusk and before he opened his lips to speak the sailor judged from the eager twinkle in the sharp black eyes of the boy that he was the bearer of news whether good or bad it was not so easy to guess for dan would relish being the messenger of the latter quite as much if not more than of the former if the evil did not affect his own welfare oh uncle ned cried the boy how came you to whack jack sands like that i did nothing but give him a box on the ear said franks it must have been a precious hardin laughed dan there's everyone talking about it and as for nancy sands she's as savage as a bengal tiger." i know that she's savage said ned franks with a peculiar smile as he recalled their last encounter but the boy could have been but very little hurt what when you smashed your wooden arm across his head ned franks raised his eyebrows in surprise at the new form which the accusation against him had taken you can hardly deny that uncle continued dan for there's the broken stump to witness against you ned scarcely knew whether to be angry or to laugh he was provoked at the evident pleasure which the boy took in giving him pain and began to be uncomfortably conscious that the one blow which he had hastily given might be exaggerated into a serious attack nancy sands had doubtless her own reasons for making the worse of any act of indiscretion committed by the candidate for an office to which her husband aspired here are a few more briars in my path thought the sailor but a christian should be able quietly and resolutely to tread all such underfoot and go on his way undisturbed and unharmed. End of chapter 22